All right, well, time for some mulligans on season predictions. I think I'm going to need a few. As it, as it turns out, we are now, what is this, a week and a half in as we record this late Sunday night Pacific time? Yeah, especially because most teams didn't start until Wednesday. So I would say a week and a half is more fair than two weeks. So I guess where we can start is just with how we see things in terms of the tiers breaking out in both conferences, who we see as playoff contenders, who we don't. So wanted to go through and say who we see as locked for the playoffs, who we would put as probable, then I have decent chance, slight chance, and out for sure. So let's start in the West. Who do you have right now as your playoff locks, and how does that differ, if at all, from your preseason prediction? I don't think that the locks group is is particularly different. Um, so I, you know, the 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 Rockets, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Lakers, all of those were, you know, as long as they stay reasonably healthy. And so, so you've got the Nuggets as a lock right now. Yeah, I think I still do for right now. They've for me also part of it, and this happens, is that when teams don't play particularly well and still keep winning games, that actually makes me sometimes feel more confident in them. That's and always tough, isn't it? It, it when is. You're just yeah. like ah, you know, this they're not playing as well as we thought, but they're still kind of winning. It's like ah, they'll figure it out. Or and no, then sometimes actually, they really don't. Yeah, yeah. Is this a sign of trouble or not? I think the Rockets and Houston are the two that come to mind there for me. Uh, you just just for clarification, you said the Rockets in Houston. Did you mean somebody else? Uh, no, because when you trail fifty four to seventeen, you have to say them twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. And uh, no, I meant the Nuggets. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Reporting that yeah. Out. And and so and then the, the <laughs> team that's the hardest for me to square with all that is is the Utah Jazz. The Jazz lost to the to the Clippers tonight in a game that to me I didn't watch the whole thing, but the parts that I watched didn't necessarily make me feel a lot worse about the Jazz. It was just I mean the Clippers are a better team than the Jazz are, and some of the early yeah, e- even without Paul George that's that's not that encouraging for Utah. I mean it was the on the Cl- road, it was close. Like I don't I, know the Cl- the Clippers yeah. are really good. I mean that's that's another yeah. that'll be another takeaway from this. Dude, like, I mean, but like what do you make of these crazy Mike Conley struggles so far? Right, right, yeah, and that, and that's the part that makes me not have them in the locks category is that a they're even though they're probably less shallow now than i thought they were at the start of the season because royce o'neill's done well and you know they figure i think they figured out the other non-conley dynamics in the starting lineup reasonably well and gobert the defense has been better than i anticipated overall not uniformly but they are but the shallowness is is a real concern for me and and just the the, you know what i would say for them sure i would give them a higher ceiling but a lower median outcome than the start of the season yeah that seems totally fair to me because the defense looks really really good and if conley figures it out and they keep up this defense and mitchell looks great too right i mean it really the only problem they have is mike conley and joe ingles have been terrible those guys figure it out they're right back yeah, and even despite all that, and sure, you can bring up op- opponents. And I mean, like, for example, they played the Clippers without Kawhi once already. Um, But they're still plus 5.7 differential. And despite being 23rd in offense, which is pretty amazing. This is including the glasses versions of the stats. Yeah. And yeah, so I think there's I think there's more ground that they can gain if they can stay healthy. I mean, and now with Ed Davis being out for a while, I don't think that's going to, you know, sink them in its in it by itself. But now any, you know, anything to go bear or somebody else in their front line becomes a much bigger deal because Davis was a significantly better player than Tony Bradley, both 
as the backup, but also as a potential Gobert replacement, heaven forbid. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, if Gobert goes down, they could be in massive trouble. We'll see. I mean, this is Tony Bradley's chance. They did pick up his option. Maybe they've seen something from him in practice. Uh, I mean, he does look like he's worked on his body a little bit, but I'm not going to count on it since he basically hasn't played at all his first years. But I do have Utah as a playoff lock. Uh, Back to... Okay, so so okay, so then uh, so I said Rockets, Clippers, Nuggets, and Lakers. Do you do you have any of those not in your lock category? I took out Denver. Okay, Um, I have them in the probable category. I was very much on the borderline, but I'm just I'm concerned that Jokic just doesn't look good. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And and like their defense actually to me has been a relatively pleasant surprise. But this team isn't supposed to be winning games like 93 to 87. Like they're actually supposed to have this great offense and Nikola Jokic has kind of been a guy so far relative to the high expectations that we have for him there's a thought oh man this guy's gonna like get close to averaging 10 assists this year he's gonna take the next step and that obviously has not occurred so far and he's got to get into a lot better shape it seems like and they also just don't necessarily have a ton of shooting around him right now so i think they've been helped by the fact that a lot of the west has fallen down in ways that maybe weren't anticipated but i don't quite have them as a lock just because i i I, it could go where hey you know they they're winning some games and they're winning ugly and then once oh watch out once they get it rolling but it could also go like ah this might portend that these guys are you know like a 45 win team Right. And and that gets into one of the bigger one of the bigger picture things for me is that and we'll we'll talk about them at length a little bit more later, but the Warriors falling out of the not even we I don't think either of us would have even had them in the lock category or you know, probable. I, I said before the season that I thought their odds were over fifty percent, but not much over fifty percent. To the Warriors, the Warriors or, or to the, make uh... it in. But what has happened for the Warriors is that them falling out as far as they have, I think there's a much higher chance now than there was at the start of the season, in my eyes, that the this threshold for the eight is lower you know that maybe it I, i'm not saying definitely because we will need to parse our way through it but that it it's more likely now that it could be in the 40 43 to 44 range than like before when i thought it might be a little higher yeah and i thought it might be a little bit lower than it was last year at a minimum sure. just because just based on regression of the mean and that being a historical outlier but the other thing you can point to is as we'll get to the bottom of the east looks so shitty that maybe there's just some of these teams in the west are still better than these teams in the east and they just have to win these games because the teams in the east can't win um so okay so let's move on to the probable so i had sure. four and you had four but they weren't the same four i'm assuming both of us have the other team so for me that would be the jazz and for you that'd be the nuggets in this probable group yeah and then i added portland and san antonio so so that gets us to seven yeah portland is is definitely in there for me too because of that and san antonio was maybe my toughest one but i mean even I watched the the game that they lost today to the Lakers, but and the Lakers didn't play their best game and did still win. But it was a reminder: San Antonio's defense has been markedly better to me this year than last year, and their offenses look good. So I think, and they you know they still have a strong bench. All those, all the like kind of Spursy components. Also, I mean, I would if if the Warriors, you know, if Steph Curry and everything else hadn't happened, they might not be in that group just because there'd be more competition. But it's hard for me to at this point to say that any of the other teams are you know like they have such a higher floor they i don't think they have nearly as high a ceiling as a team like dallas but dallas has improved in it and everything else 
Yeah, and I mean, we haven't seen the Porzingis load management yet. Uh, that's going to happen. We haven't seen any potential injuries uh, for them either. I mean, I think if you want to just say who's been playing the best so far, you would put Dallas to me as probably the fifth best team. But are they going to be able to maintain that from a health perspective? That's uh, my biggest question. They have a lot of guys who, uh, and Porzingis being the number one, and they are very, very dependent on him. I think in particular offensively, the spacing component that he provides. Uh, and yeah, I mean, actually really on both ends too um because he and kleba are their only big so i think when those guys aren't out there i think they're going to really struggle to stop people but i would put them at the top of the decent chance list and if you told me that porzingis is going to play 65 games then i'd probably have him higher than that but i also uh this is where my big change comes i actually elevated minnesota and phoenix into this decent chance tier and now granted this is three teams fighting for one spot in theory if if these teams in my probable group all make it but i have them above the new orleans sacramento and oklahoma city so i'm i'm elevating all three of those teams above new orleans and above sacramento i'm fine with that i i think that phoenix in particular like so far they've played better and it's notable that in phoenix's case they've played better than those other teams despite Aiton who you know looked really good in on opening night he's missing 25 games pending some sort of appeal and he's already but he's already missed a few of those and they've just looked good I mean they've defended well we talked about a little bit when we because in the context of of the Steph Curry stuff and the the mailbag but I mean their defense looks markedly better their ball is moving a lot more and the kind of the style elements that I've really liked about them should should hold and yeah I have have concerns about injury but yeah and opponent shooting has been very lucky right 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 and so i'm i'm thinking so for me i would have both of those teams right now i mean decent and slight is a really hard line to draw you know like in in terms of playoff odds just for me to to, if a team is not in the top eight and there are multiple competitors i'm gonna put them in slight chance for now but i your argument is completely reasonable it's just that i think i'm a little bit more cautious with the way that works but then you get into the question of well i mean minnesota and phoenix have played material better than the than you said what new orleans oklahoma city and sack yeah yeah so like i i get what you're where you're coming at from that like if you're doing five tiers and thinking about it kind of in a more holistic sense i would say they've been closer to dallas than they have been to the others but i would say you know with if you factor in regression to the mean and then progression for let's say sacramento and example like i don't think they will be as bad as they were at the beginning of the season for now i'll put those guys in the same tier but then by thanksgiving i could i might end up just being where you are like i i'm yeah. i'm open to that yeah and sack i mean they had a a win at home against a a good utah team and then they blew out the knicks on the road tonight so maybe they're gonna start to turn it around a little bit i'm not ready to just totally write them off yet even though they had that really rough start to the year their net rating is awful uh definitely got better after blowing out the knicks tonight so i still give them a chance i still give new orleans a slight chance i mean yeah they've had a a tough start as well but they've had some injury issues when has that not been the case for them and and even okc i still i'm not writing them off completely they've had a couple of nice wins and you know some losses that maybe you'd say were aberrational uh but their defense looks pretty good we thought that would be the case uh and oh, you never what, know what's what, gonna happen that, one stat that i think bodes in favor of okc and i i think we both had their over i was significantly more bullish on it than you is that three of their four losses were by five points or fewer and yeah. all three of those losses were to likely playoff teams 
Uh, they did lose to Washington. No, but the, but I'm saying the non like all ah, three yes. of their okay, close sorry. losses. No, and then the, and then they're by far their worst loss, both in terms of they lost at home to the Wizards by ten. Like, yeah, that's or by sorry by twelve. That was that was not great. And so with OKC, maybe maybe the getting a little bit of a softer schedule, though it's not like the East. I was looking at Indiana's schedule and I was just like, God, they play so many soft teams. Just because you get, especially in the early part of the season, you just get a lot more of that. And the the underbelly of the East is so much larger than the underbelly of the west yeah yeah the the east is basically like a blue whale at, at this point uh so minnesota i want to talk to you about a little bit because they're four and one they blew out washington at washington without carl anthony towns saturday night who was suspended washington by the way is uh now trending back to not being too good uh and, and i think we, we've seen that with a couple of these east teams new york also and so I mean, maybe they have something here i mean they and yeah they've had some wins against east you know they blew out charlotte as well but i mean if you're thinking of them as a 37 win team that's a coin flip game going into charlotte uh, on the road and they completely blew them out and same thing with washington so uh, plus 5.6 net rating well and, so far and not only is it a plus 5.6 but they're basically a plus 17 when carl anthony towns has been on the floor and yeah he'll, pr- he'll probably play a, a, a smaller proportion of the minutes you know move forward just because health and oh but he did miss that one game already due to suspension right but they you know like if that if that holds or is even close to it if they're a plus four a plus five team when he's on the floor you know the offense has been great the defense has been fine you know it's been good enough yeah i mean i mean you i thought for sure they'd be in the 20s they're number 10 right now they've played some bad teams but uh they're doing it mostly on the strength of turnover rate like uh, a kogi and robert covington have looked really good for them on the wings defensively yeah and so 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 if their defense is fine and i mean the offense even even and Carl with, Towns, when he's on the floor, they're a top 10 offense. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I can see it. It's just, for me, the basic question is just how much is Carl Anthony Towns going to be available? How much is he going to play? And I mean, it, he has a pretty good health record. He does. Uh, when he's not getting suspended. Yeah, which isn't health. Um, But yeah, it's, yeah, I, I think that the, I might be underselling their chances a little bit, but I've been burned with the Wolves in the past. And this is a different coaching staff. And, and I, but I mean, then you also get into the stuff, you know, if it, that they're, they're still going to play Andrew Wiggins, even if he's a, an overall detriment, like it just it see, that seems pretty clear to me. Maybe whether that's Glenn Taylor or if Ryan Saunders actually thinks he's good. Um, but still, I mean, yeah, they, they have they have the pieces. But like for me, they're you know they're 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 closer right now to Dallas than to SAC and OKC. But I'm going to put them down there. Uh, I guess I, I just don't believe in them quite as much. But it's again, this is yeah. splitting hairs. So yeah, then, I mean, but, a lot so, of it too is just not believing in New Orleans and Sacramento and OKC. Yeah, that um, might I, and it might be that I'm just a little bit more optimistic new orleans's yeah. case it's also yeah i mean the, the banked losses suck but they a lot of those were when they weren't particularly healthy and yeah. and you know favors is out he's supposedly gonna come back but he's got knee soreness zion who knows when the hell he's gonna yeah, play and drew's, so. are, and drew's already back so that'll that'll right. help yeah and that'll help stabilize the guard rotation and a lot of these other things and yeah and, and so, uh the Warriors of Memphis uh, will not be making the playoffs. No. And the Grizzlies, you know, they, they've had some moments. I mean, they played one of my favorite games of the year, but they're just, they're just not ready for that yet. They're, they're not that kind of team. And the Warriors are worse than the Grizzlies right now. They will probably won't be for the entirety of the year, but right now the Grizzlies have significantly more talent than the Golden State Warriors. Count, right, not counting, not counting at least part of, part of the Draymond Russell thing. The Warriors will look. 
Um, I would recommend before we continue on here that you give Hymns a try. It's time to see what Hymns is all about. This Black Friday. Oh man, Black Friday is already. It's. I'm always shocked, like when it becomes November so quickly. This Black Friday, secure the best deal of all: a healthier, thicker hairline at fourhims.com. There's no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements at Hymns. You can get real, actual medical solutions. You answer a few quick questions. A doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication that's shipped directly and discreetly to your door. I am a Hymns customer. In fact, I started using. Using finasteride back when I was 25, and I still remember the photo I saw of myself right as I was starting law school. I'm like, oh man, like my hair is starting to recede on my temples. And back then, it was a huge pain. You had to go to a doctor's office. You, it was not off patent yet, so you had to pay an astronomical price per month. But now, hymns makes all of that so much easier not only can you do it all from the comfort of your home not only is it shipped directly to your door but my listeners can get started with the hymns complete hair kit for just five dollars today while supplies last and of course subject to doctor's approval see their website for full details and safety information go to forhymns.com slash cap space and avoid the expense and hassle of a doctor or pharmacy in a bricks and mortar building and get it shipped directly to your door. Instead, that's forhims, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash capspace, forhims.com slash capspace. Don't forget that slash capspace URL to let them know that you came from us. All right, let's turn to the East now. I have five locks and then I had zero teams in the probable category. I'm with you on the five locks. The team that would have been, maybe even before today, would have been the diciest is Miami. But first of all, Miami has played really well. Also, they have they were missing Jimmy Butler for three of their games, so not yeah. a... But, but they've shown that they can win without him. Exactly. Which was and a big so, part of why I was lower on them was I worried about his health. And, you know, he, he wasn't injured. He missed time due to the birth uh, of his first child. And, the, and they'll but, presumably get more James Johnson and Deion Waiters if necessary in future iterations of the team. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they've got a little less than those guys had uh, at, at the start of training camp. Thankfully, yes, they, they now, very much uh, so. And, and the other reason why I would James move Johnson Miami to the locks waiter, category, where where I would not have had that, them but, before the season. Uh, yeah, they, they look really good. With every so, game, he his performance looks more and more real. Um, Bam Adebayo is clearly taking a step forward. They're getting great contributions on the wing from even, you know, Hero, Duncan Robinson. So, um, yeah, they, they have a lot more depth than anticipated. I think that's uh, that's looked pretty good, too. Well, yeah, and, and then the other part is just the rest of the East. You know, like, the, oh, yeah, that they've, and, and it's also worth noting per cleaning glasses version of the stat. Miami is leading after their blowout of the Rockets, even with filtering out garbage time. They are the current leaders in the entire league in net rating. So they filtered out the last uh, three, three quarters of that game. I believe Falk, I, I try to remember though, he had this discussion last year. I believe that it still only filters out the fourth maximum of the fourth quarter. Uh, speaking yeah, of Houston, crap. I'm sorry to, to backtrack here, but are we sure about their, them being a lock? I mean, they clearly, James Harden, I think, had a little bit of South Beach flu today on a Sunday game that was early in the day. Solid scheduling, schedule win. We talk about schedule losses. That was a schedule win for Miami. Uh, Ed Harden was just atrocious defensively in the first quarter as they got totally trucked. But, they, you know, they haven't scored either. They're sh- but I, I think their shooting just has to come around. I mean, with Harden, Gordon, both those guys shooting in the 20s from three, uh, like that's got to come around. And they're even, even without them shooting poorly coming into tonight, they're the number one offense before they got blown out. So I, I think they're going to be okay. Maybe my prediction they'd be number one in the West isn't looking that good. But I, I think they're, they're still, especially again with some of these teams in the West, 
us not looking as strong as we might have thought, at least as of now. I just think they have so much talent, and yeah. it, there are scenarios where I mean, maybe it's the 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 way you and I use the term locks is not a hundred percent chance. It's you know, like assuming non disaster. Right. they'll be in and that's not that's not quite the same thing but I, I think that's it's a healthier way of using the term uh, speak for speak for yourself when people when i say something people who listen to this podcast know that it's 100 percent guaranteed to come true mm-hmm. but let's uh, get back to the east so yeah 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 um so with the east sixers bucks celtics raptors heat to me yeah. unambiguous well, I mean, and, and i think toronto the way that they've played so far boston the way that they've played so far and again everyone else below them not looking good might put them into the lock category when maybe they weren't necessarily before right yeah and also we needed a little bit of proof of concept you know with the raptors was their defense going to be as good as we thought it would be and the answer has been yes and their their you know their offense has been it's been better than i anticipated but it's not perfect but if their defense is this good and boston they they've had some really strong moments that comeback in the second half against the Celtic or against the Bucks was awesome and yeah I mean it they're they're a very good team and it would it would very much surprise me if they didn't make the playoffs so yeah those five teams yeah I mean I guess Toronto is pretty thin I mean like an injury to Lowry Van Fleet or Siakam that I mean they really probably sure, but, have... but that, I, I think that gets into the line but it would have to I think be more like a 15 to 20 game injury you know like a 10 game one I think they could survive that yeah again who's going to come up and knock them out of the playoffs I mean right. I, I, think that's, I mean maybe Victor Oladipo comes back and yeah I mean remember playoffs. like the ra- they're 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 only four and two but like they're just going to pick up they're just going to pick up a lot of games and also I feel like the Raptors overall are just going to truck like the really bad teams in their conference uh, you know, like yes, that, that's, they, they've done that already <laughs> they've done that already but I think they'll I think they'll continue to do it and so yeah. so then we get into so you had nobody in the probable the team that is the the toughest argument and I mean there there are a couple of them I mean so Indiana seems like they're they're getting over their stuff also they will have more Victor Oladipo moving yeah. forward I, I mean, but like Sabonis so, uh, so and Turner are both out. I mean, I know they beat the Bulls today. God, what, I mean, the Bulls have just had three just atrocious losses already to Charlotte, Indiana without Sabonis, Turner, and Oladipo, and New York already. Um, yeah, they're they're not in my locker probable category. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, you probably have to put Indiana, Brooklyn. God, I yeah, I mean, this is why I have it here because I, I mean, no, all none of these teams look like that much more likely. Yeah, me. and I'm I'm more optimistic on Orlando, I think, just broadly speaking, than you are. But I don't think that I can put them in the probable category either because like their offense has been terrible, and it, it's I, been they have a 95 offensive rating right now. They have their effective field goal percentage is below 45 percent. <laughs> Now, I mean, that's, like, that's, that's not going to continue. Impossible. Hollinger and I yeah. talked about them a lot today, actually. Yeah. Uh, more more in kind of a long-term team-building sense, which was actually a, a fascinating conversation. Again, highly recommend you guys subscribe to that. Search Hollinger and Duncan in your favorite podcast player. Um, but, but like, but one part of this, I don't know if you guys got to it, I haven't listened yet just yeah. yet, is the idea of them just not getting to the free throw line. Yeah, I could yeah. see, I could see that continuing. And that's a big, big problem when you don't have that many good shooters. And, you know, like they're, they're probably not going to turn the ball over overall that much just because it's, it's a Steve Clifford team. And that's generally what Steve Clifford teams do. But I mean, they, it's not like they, they were top 10 last year, but they weren't amazing. But like they were the la- lowest team last year getting to the line as well. And so it's, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't, I have faith in their defense and i think generally speaking that faith has been you know somewhat rewarded i think yeah so right now they're they're fifth and that's probably a little bit too strong but i think they're i think they're a top 10 defense but if you're a bottom 10 offense that doesn't make you a lock for the playoffs even in this east 
Oh, yeah, actually, so, I want to make a point on that. This so this ties yeah. in with Memphis. There have been some other teams that have like outperformed their point differential and other things. Is that I am so much more scared of a middle of the road team with a genuinely bad offense than a middle of the road team with a genuinely bad defense because there are nights when you just can't score and even bad teams can beat you. You know, yeah. if like you just can't get a shot, then you let the Knicks and all that in the world. Like there are some teams that just can't that just don't have the firepower. And so if your guys are hitting, you know, like the I think that was part of the theory for the people who are more optimistic on the Hawks than you and I were but the Orlando like it just they have this feeling and this and I remember I've been an optimist on them overall this year and I still am to an extent but the capacity to lose to anybody is genuinely scary to say that a team is a probable playoff team like for example Orlando plays OKC on Tuesday I they could absolutely lose that game they could lose to Memphis on Friday so I've got six teams in this decent chance here Indiana Brooklyn Chicago although my faith is beginning to wane there but I keep them there Atlanta looked good enough with Trey healthy in the beginning that I still have to keep them there and again just the the competition does not look amazing Orlando and Detroit who's quietly staying afloat despite I mean they beat Brooklyn last night with all three of their point guards injured they did not have a point guard available and uh oh by the way Blake Griffin is still out too for them they still beat Brooklyn at home uh of those six teams because I, I think do we all agree that washington the knicks cleveland and charlotte are, are out yeah i mean there have been some more positive moments for charlotte but to think of them and i'm still hardcore hornets over baby of course but for them to be a playoff team i mean even the game like the game they won at at chase center not exactly inspiring in terms of them being a playoff team and so, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a fair a fair argument in in a couple weeks if they're still just even if they're just still around 500, you might have to put them in slight chance just because some of the other teams are going to be injured and everything else. But no, for right now, I'd have them in the knock group. Though I would have them yeah. as the strongest. I, I, but, I mean, Cle- Cleveland's looked frisky at times. They're two and four. Charlotte's three and three. Uh, but th- they are 25th and 26th in the league in net rating. Right. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that's fine. And I would move right now. I would move the Bulls down to slight chance. They've been so yeah. bad. And it's also it's also really a concern for me when a team is as kind of a demoralizing as their recent losses have been and it's not like there's this clear oh well when blank happens which you can be confident in this will turn it around and yeah they did beat the pistons and all that other stuff but i mean the loss to the knicks was bad the loss to the the pacers i mean considering how many players are out for them was 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 rough and i also just the theory of the case with the bulls you know like i think that there's a, an absolutely a stronger chance that they finish with like in the 30s maybe even in the mid to high 30s but to, to say and, and maybe that's maybe the playoffs are mid to high 30s it's possible I, i'm i'm putting them in slight chance for now i just i just don't i'm just not seeing it oh man how long ago does that game against memphis feel like <laughs> probably a long time for for bulls fans um okay so here's a question i have for you yeah yeah so you have six teams in the decent chance category i have five and remember these would be however many teams you have there they're going for three spots because we each have five locks who in that group do you feel most confident in right now well so let's got to do like who who do you feel most confident in that's the first question second question is, <laughs> oh i can answer that nobody but no you have to have more or less i mean it's that's just the way this works (laughs) can you want to ask me who i feel least confident yes like every time you i I start thinking about these teams i'm just like holy shit they're all so flawed i mean i guess brooklyn 
Brooklyn's got to figure it out, right? Like they have enough offensive for, talent. For me, for me, Brooklyn and Indy, you know, like Indiana, Indiana has the easy argument of their best player is coming back and he will play at some yeah. point. And they, they've had some, some rough injury luck. And, you know, like, and, and even like a lot of their guys who are playing have missed time, like, like Jeremy Lamb, who I, I, I think he, from what I recall, I, I know he had some good moments late in the game in their, in their stirring, stirring win on Sunday, but over the, over the robust Chicago Bulls. But I, I just, I think, I think they'll figure it out. I, but again, not enough for me to put them into probable, but them and then the Nets. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie's been, been crazy. They have depth, like they have talent. I think their defense will be a little bit better. And then I would say the team that I have the least confidence in, and I won't count Chicago here because I have them in a lower tier, would be the Hawks just because they'll be fun. And also they're going to miss Trey for some time. And I don't believe in their defense at all. So like, and they're not getting Blake Griffin or something like that. So yeah, I, I would have the Hawks as my least confident. I would probably go Indy one, Brooklyn two for most confident. And then is there a team in like, I was trying to think about who, who has the like highest and lowest median outcome here. And I think it's probably the same dynamic that I put. Yeah. I, I mean, are we underselling Detroit at this point? With like I, I think, I think, so I would have Detroit higher. So like for me, I, I, if I had to order these teams, I think I would go Indy Brooklyn. Then I would have said if if I knew that Detroit, if I thought Detroit and Orlando's health was going to be equal the rest of the way, I would say Detroit over Orlando. But since we already know that's not true, I'm going to go Orlando over Detroit then Atlanta. Yeah, I, I mean Detroit is 24th in defense right now. I mean, granted we're we're very we're early so- there, and a lot of that it might be opponent shooting luck. Um, but I think they're also maybe overperforming with this personnel to be 16th. Do- I mean, I guess. Uh, Orlando, maybe. I mean, just because you know they're going to defend at this point, if, if you're a believer there. But God, I mean, all these teams are just so <laughs> atrociously flawed. It's really, it's really remarkable. Um, yeah, I guess I would go with Brooklyn as the highest out of that group, just because I think they're, you know, with Kyrie and the spacing they have, they're at least. I mean, Brooklyn's offense to me is probably the strongest individual side of the ball among all these teams. Maybe you could say Orlando's defense. Or shit, maybe maybe Atlanta's offense when Trey comes back. But um, uh, Brooklyn's offense is probably the thing that I most believe in uh, among all of those groups. But yeah, I mean, as you can tell from my pathetic hemming and hawing, I'm not a believer in any of those. All right, take a quick break here, and uh, we'll talk about some of the individual awards and how our views on those have changed in a moment here. So I got another big trip coming up. Uh, if you want to see where that's going to be, I'll still be following plenty of NBA while I'm there, but uh, taking my mom somewhere for her 70th birthday. And I'll be quite glad to have my Quip toothbrush with me. Awesome at home, but even better on the road. Quip is the size of basically a normal toothbrush. It's got a AAA battery. You don't have to charge it for three months. You just replace the battery. And if you're on their subscription program, they'll just send you that battery and they'll send you a new brush head as well. That's one of the other ways that we just kind of fail with our brushing is we don't replace our brush heads often enough. Well, they'll just send it to you. You don't have to worry about that. They'll send you more toothpaste as well. And their 30-second pulses ensure an even clean. It's not like industrial strength power. It's actually gentle brushing and lets you get through it for the dentist recommended two minutes. It also comes with this great travel cap that you can throw it in your top kit. You can mount it on your mirror if you're living in some tiny apartment in the city, which I used to. It's nice to not use up your minimal sink space to put your toothbrush on there. If you have roommates, you can just mount it on the mirror or the wall. Quip makes brushing something you actually want to do twice a day. Best of all, unlike many other electric toothbrushes, Quip just starts at just $25 and you get your first refill free at the link getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P. 
getquip.com slash cap space easier slash cap space because we talk about it all the time here on the program once again getquip.com slash cap space don't forget that slash cap space url to a get your first refill free and b let them know that you came from us so what's changed the most in some of your individual awards just open it up here to you if you want to take a look at what's most salient to you here uh i mean there are a couple big things i like to start with mvp because it's the most important of the awards and so i did not think even though i was a big optimist on him i didn't think that carl anthony towns was really going to be in that kind of the conversation and he is you know like i so his inclusion is important but i would say the largest scale adjustment is just how great Kawhi leonard has been and so it might be a similar situation to what happened to him in 1617 where he was the best per minute player but let's say Giannis logs significantly more minutes and is a slightly worse player well then Giannis provided more value in all likelihood so it could be that circumstance again but Kawhi has been meaningfully better than I anticipated and that's huge yeah and he looks much better defensively as well I mean he's not bringing out every possession but you're seeing those wow plays from him on occasion now which you weren't before um yeah Steph Curry I had him as number two but I thought I said it was pretty binary with him well it certainly uh broke the wrong way excuse the pun for him and you know he's not gonna be back until february at the earliest so he's out i did at least have golden state more likely than not to miss the playoffs that's looking pretty good right now and the west eighth seed being 46 wins or fewer that's looking pretty good right now too uh i had the bottom tier as cleveland washington new york memphis and phoenix i'm not sure i would add any teams to that yet oh charlotte was supposed to be in there too actually um yeah charlotte as well but i would take phoenix out of there i think they have done enough early on here that i i feel comfortable at a minimum they may not keep it up and be in the playoff mix but at a minimum i feel very secure saying that they're not going to be in the bottom tier of teams uh, this year i'm guessing that you wouldn't put golden state there not because of their current stuff but because they will be at some point healthier and better than they are right now yeah i mean even with draymond and russell i mean who knows draymond is this finger issue now maybe i should put golden state there but i don't know eric pascal rookie of the year man um championship contenders is there anyone that you would add to your list that you had at the start of the year or anyone that you would subtract to your list from the start of the year? i'm trying to think about how i feel about the rockets but i their ceiling is still in play enough you, did you have them in there initially i did uh just on the theory on the theory of russell westbrook like if it works and i'm still largely there like i i'm less confident in that but i still appreciate that that ceiling exists they weren't you know like my top tier and i wouldn't like i had the jazz out side of that group i wouldn't have them in it still um and then you know like toronto boston miami they're all teams that i like but they're not in that same group and i feel like there are teams within it like philadelphia to me has strengthened their case but it's still not there's like they they didn't fundamentally like change them in their they're they're still in it they were still in it yeah i feel I, i mean houston to me looks a little bit worse than expected milwaukee's had like a few foibles but they've gotten out to big leads in a lot of these games and just ended up giving them up for whatever reason. So I, I still feel pretty good about them. Yeah, I wouldn't add anyone to my championship contenders either. Uh, I just had those three teams in the West, the two LA teams, Houston and then Milwaukee and Philly in the East. And I think other than Houston, 
all of those have looked like pretty darn good to me um i said john morant would be the top five in the nba and assists looking like that's probably not gonna happen especially because uh, and uh, amari sankofa had a piece on this today that they're basically going to keep him under 30 minutes a game and also i just for whether it's their lack of finishers he just i mean he still has looked really good i don't think memphis fans shouldn't be excited about him but he hasn't been quite the ridiculous passer that i was looking for so far um any other individual awards where you really would want to throw more people in there uh, I, I I think it actually kind of goes the other way, but I'm more confident in my Rudy Gobert for Defense Player of the Year pick than I was. Oh, yeah. I mean, he... Yeah, I did not have him. I, he would probably be my front runner now again. Yeah, so I, I feel better about that. And it, it's going to be, I mean, especially considering the way, like, the way that this can kind of ebb and flow, I'm very interested to see if somebody else, like maybe Anthony Davis, because he's out of the shot blocks this year and everything else, if, if there's a groundswell behind somebody else, but it would be a shame for Gobert to not get it this year if this general thing consists where he has a harder job to do and does it incredibly well yeah i think uh, i had Giannis as uh, the, the bucks defense actually has been a little bit of a disappointment so far i had him as my defensive player of the year i think i'd put gobert one net right now and i think anthony davis would have to be in there I and mean, lakers defense looks really good so far and then for mvp i would move lebron up a tier i think he uh, after that dud first game he's looking really good he's also defending a lot better we'll see whether that keeps up uh coach of the year i think you have to move spolstra up you have to move monty williams into the conversation as of right now you have to move ryan saunders doing well yeah yeah um well yeah and money money williams is is fascinating because they did change a lot from the personnel side but to me the most important thing is that the suns are just like they're playing harder and they're playing smarter and yeah having aaron baines and ricky rubio and a full season-ish of of kelly Oubre because he's he's been good for them this year that all really helps but they look like a fundamentally different team and i think that a lot of that is monty like just i mean over what happened last year yeah nick nurse you, you have to throw in there too um first coach fired any further thoughts on that so i had said i believe i'd said scotty brooks and then you brought up the contract situation which was a a, a very fair concern or a very fair note let's say because of because he's still under contract for next year um yeah i mean let's see well i mean borrego the hornets have been better than expectations so far so and and the lakers have been better so that idea of like it all falling apart and vogel being the scapegoat for it and i'm not as concerned about that as before though i do still absolutely think it's a possibility if they have a downturn especially with with Kittlefinger lurking in the shadows um yeah it's what about you how are you how are you seeing it Fizdale and Jim Boylan. Oh yeah, not Fizdale. looking too good for those guys right well, now. Well, I mean, also with the with the crap that Fizdale said today. Uh, oh, the oh, he's fine. He's nineteen. We'll pay play him forty five minutes a game about R.J. Barrett. Yeah, that, granted, that's, a, that's an overstatement, but only a slight one. Granted, it is also true that the Knicks front office ownership let's let's call it management in that standpoint they are probably less in tune to think about how crazy a statement that is than almost any other management team which is part of the reason why the knicks suck so but yeah that's that was it was horrible and he's playing 40 minutes a game in these like 20 point blowouts exactly like this isn't a circumstance of okay we're gonna play this guy who rj barrett has been one of their best players like this is it it, you know like it's not even just a development thing it's a trying to win games thing but you don't need to play RJ Barrett like if you if you want to go to go to that you know push it to 11 in certain circumstances maybe just maybe even though your team just sucks but don't do it in games when it's over 
just go to other guys. The Knicks are, they're not a good team, but they do have a lot of just human beings who can play basketball. Ugh, I was so angry. <laughs> um, Rookie of the year, I mean, Kendrick Nunn is probably the one who has most contributed to winning basketball games. Yeah, Kendrick right Nunn and, and PJ, probably. Those are those are probably the two best. Yeah, I, I think John Morant, it's got to be above him. I mean, he, he's he's been everything he was supposed to be so far. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, now, I've, really I mean, li- I've really liked PJ so far. Yeah, and, and also I think he's going to he's gonna fall off. Ultimately. I mean, I think, and RJ has been better than expected, obviously. Uh, although, you look at it now, he's eh, 13.6 PR, like not really that sexy uh, at this point. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting to see Warriors PR sending out uh, promotional things for Eric Paschal to get first team all rookie and rookie of the year. <laughs> hey, I mean, that kind of shit matters. Like, like, oh, it absolutely be, does. Like for like his trade value or whatever. Like it does, it does matter. Um, yeah, that's no, it's going to be a bit of a throwback. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was joking with Ethan the other day. I was like, here, why just uh, go read all, uh, all of uh, Kawakami's articles from like 2005 and just like redo all of them for like the current team. <laughs> Well, it's fun for me because I covered some of those teams. Like, I I was there oh, yeah. long enough. Yeah, I mean, I started in 09, and I mean, and I also wrote a book on their history, a lot of which was more like this, like most Warriors history is closer to this year than the last five. So, yeah, I'm getting all the, like, I, I was talking with you or Ethan or, uh, or Ben, actually, about how I think it was in 2012, two months before the end of the season, I wrote a piece that was basically like, these are the only things I'm looking for for the entire rest of the year. So, it's fun. Fun to get back to that most improved player zach levine not looking like it jamal murray not looking like it but my number three was pascal siakam and he might actually be the person i would say should win it again i don't think he's going to just due to voter fatigue or whatever but i mean the, the leap that he's taken forward especially you know to go from a top 50 player or whatever to you know maybe a top 20 player this year i mean that's incredible we'll see how, whether his shooting can keep up there um malcolm brogdon i mean he, he's been like keeping this indiana thing afloat it, you know assist to turnover has been awesome for him um donovan mitchell's looked a lot better but uh how about uh how about executive of the year james jones executive of the year Get, start the bus he's it's him <laughs> Oh boy. Um, I, I still think, I mean, I said Lawrence Frank. I still think Lawrence Frank, but yeah, it, I, but I mean, Jones has to be in the conversation. Amazingly. Now, you know, one of the criticisms I had, I mean, people are like, Oh, you gave their off season enough. They're, they're better. You're such a moron. And yeah, I mean, like them getting, if they end up being this much better, clearly it's not enough. But part of what I thought is like, Hey, even if the theory of this works, where do you end up two years from now uh, in terms of the upside with drafting Cam Johnson and signing Rubio and now you still need a point guard two years from now when he's too old and stuff like that. So uh, in the long term, and obviously signing Monty is looking like it was really good. He's been much better, obviously, than he was in New Orleans at the start uh so certainly deserves some uh some discussion there i mean they're looking like the biggest improved team by far and usually that uh and coach of the year monty too actually i mean we, we probably should have mentioned him absolutely already so i i want to i want to maintain my my stance that kendrick nunn should be eligible for both rookie of the year and most improved player <laughs> considering he was in the nba system last year as a g league as a full-time g league player and uh yeah i had lonzo ball as my number one he's had some moments his three-point shooting is 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 so far better but uh yeah i i I will have to kind of see i with those kind of things i always start to wonder um you know wait like how it's going to turn out i'm trying to look i'm looking at my biggest surprise player
players. I, well, I, I guess uh, my number one there was Royce O'Neal, and he's I mean he's doing well for the Jazz, and that's been really important as a as a fifth starter. Uh, uh, most disappointing team, Golden State Warriors. That's looking pretty good. Uh, not executive of the year, Bob Myers. Ah, uh, that's looking pretty good too. So yeah, sh- shorting Golden State seemed to have worked out pretty well. Uh, yeah, ultimately, and it'll work out great for them too because they're going to get a nice draft pick now. Anything else pop out to you here uh, before we wrap it up? Well, oh, yeah, something I wanted to ask was, I mean, we haven't gone through like schedules or anything like that, but we know it's a small sample size here. What what things are you, are you thinking about as the most susceptible to change, let's say, between now and the end of November? What things? You know, so like teams in tiers or player, you know, like player, the player stuff we were talking about before. Well, I, I think Orlando's going to shoot better. I mean, they're sh- like everyone on their team is shooting like 22% from three. Like right. it, it, they, they may be, you know, they may be the number 30 offense, but they're not going to be the number 30 offense and like below a point per possession. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. Like they're going to start shooting better. They're going to look better offensively than they have. Mike Conley comes to mind too i mean he damn well better turn it around or they're uh, they're gonna be in trouble not only this year but he's gonna opt into 34 million they'll be in trouble next year too but i mean he has to he has to play better quinn snyder has to figure that out yeah Uh, i think we're gonna see more stratification in the west like some of the reason why it hasn't like why you and i had trouble with it now is just what do you trust but through another like a full month and then a couple like couple weeks of the season i'll feel much more confident in my evaluations of these teams you know if minnesota if this is for real dallas you know if they if if seeing how much porzingis plays phoenix will be an easy one there i think we won't you know like know who the playoff teams are but all of the kind of skittishness that we have is there and then but in the east i'm not sure we'll break any of that by november i mean maybe a team or two will separate themselves in one direction or the other like like what our disagreement on the bulls maybe you come to my place or yeah I it's a very very mild disagreement <laughs> yeah it is but but like i could see still being queasy about indiana and detroit and brooklyn for a lot longer than just the rest of this month yeah the number one thing i'm gonna be watching is those six teams in the west three of who i said had as decent chance three of whom i had as slight chance okc sacramento new orleans in the latter camp minnesota phoenix and dallas in the former camp i think i like dallas by far the most of any of those teams i'm very interested to see what happens with minnesota and phoenix in particular those are the two biggest surprises so far even though minnesota obviously has had a pretty easy schedule to date all right anything you want to talk about before we go here well, we should mention that the NBA cast will return on Wednesday, so you have a little bit of time to get. Oh yeah, this is like the game of the year so far: Bucks at Clippers. Yeah, it's it's going to be absolutely awesome. So uh, you can you can join that with us. You can join us and hear us talk about the game. That will be on Twitch, on YouTube, which is best for if you're a streamer because then you can. YouTube has a functioning, really damn powerful pause button. So if we're ahead of you, then that's the easy way to do it, or on Periscope. So whatever. It, it, it's incredibly powerful. It actually pauses it, and then you, and and then. It, but which, as, which as but considering is, the what the advice that we used to have to give people to use, oh my god, to use like to just say, hey, you could just push the pause button and it actually works. Like that's that's powerful. Yeah. Why why nobody? I mean, I guess some of these other services are like, oh no, it's live. This is happening live. You are can be sure it's happening live. I, I kind of like YouTube because YouTube. I think they come at it from the standpoint of you know just playing videos and then they added live as opposed to 
taking live and then archiving it like periscope and twitch that that's why the pause button is they're cool with the pause button and the other ones aren't um anyway that's really boring for people hollinger duncan is not boring however listen to that please subscribe search hollinger in your favorite podcast player give us a review positive tweet we love that tell your friends all this stuff tell your friends about this show for that matter uh we're still trying to grow a little bit here too even yeah. in uh year five here and also uh the the real jam radio that i did with jared dubin was was pretty fun so we talked about how the extensions that we saw how that affected the way we were thinking about the 2020 offseason and leverage and all that but also our takeaways from the season so far and breakout players all that kind of fun stuff so you can you can listen to that i always try to make that a little bit more evergreen so and we talked about the steph curry injury because it had just the the stuff had just come out when we started recording it all right there you have it no we have so much content now there's no need to cheat on us with anyone else (laughs) uh all right we'll uh talk to y'all tomorrow till then